Hello friends, welcome back to the Sober Bartender Podcast, the show where we recover from life. I'm your host, Brandy Kelly. So today I'm going to talk about some important topics. Before I do that, I do want to emphasize that I am not a mental health professional, I am not a doctor, I'm not a psychologist, a psychiatrist, I am a sober person who has experienced some things in life, including anxiety and depression and severe panic disorder. So the info that I'm going to share today is just based on my experience and based on what I have learned to manage and treat my own anxiety, depression, and panic. So that being said, let's get started. I will start with a story. In 2016, I was living in Las Vegas. I was going through the second major breakup of my adult life. Um, Back in those days, everything felt catastrophic. Every single thing that happened was the absolute end of the world. And um, I didn't, I didn't have any coping skills really. So um, I remember the first panic attack that I had. Um, I had anxiety and anxiety. We'll go over the difference between panic and anxiety. But um, the morning of my first panic attack, I was leaving Vegas to go visit my mom in California with my two little Boston Terriers in tow. I had Luna and Penelope with me and they were under a year old. And, um, I was hopping in my little Honda Civic to go see my mom for the weekend. And the, uh, you know, the breakup was really new. The person, you know, we were still living in my condo. So, um, it was really, it was just a a trying time. It was confusing. There was, you know, high emotions, but the event, you know, the breakup had happened previously. So it wasn't like it happened that morning and I got in the car. It just, you know, he was still there and I was, you know, leaving to go on this trip without him as my new independent self. Um, so I was driving from Vegas to California and everything felt pretty overwhelming. Like the, you know, the semis going by felt overwhelming. Um, The dogs were like little wild banshees in the back of the car. Um, They kept getting on like behind the back seats, like, you know, that little nook where the rear windshield is. And so I couldn't see behind me and, you know, just everything felt a little bit chaotic. And I started noticing that my feet and my hands were kind of tingly they were tingly and like to the touch they just they felt weird and then my hands started to lock up and so I pulled over to the side of the road and it was really weird like my hands were stuck I mean if you're listening you can't see my hands but you know just bent fingers and just like hard rigid and I could not move them like it was a a challenge to get the shifter in park. And I sat there for a minute and tried to collect my, myself. 
Um, and I had never felt or experienced this before. So it felt really, really scary. And I'm in the middle of nowhere. I'm like not even to Barstow yet, which was the halfway point. So I think I sat there for, I don't know, five minutes, got out, you know, got put leashes on the dogs and walked around a little bit and felt, got loose. And then I got back in the car and um, I start driving again. And within 30 minutes, <clears throat> within 30 minutes, this is way more intense. Um, my feet are, are tingling again. My hands are tingling and I can feel them starting to lock up and I'm panicking about it. And so I don't know what's happening. I get, I find an off ramp and I pull off the off ramp and circle around and I see a tour bus. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to go over to this bus and see if these people can help me. And as I'm doing that, I'm struggling to get the car in park, but my whole body is starting to lock up. So now it's not just my feet and my hands. It's my arms and even my, my face and my mouth are like locked into an O and I can't speak. I can't get my phone out to call 911. Um, and I'm next to this bus and I managed to get the car in park and there's people that are out, you know, using the restroom and I'm like looking at them with the desperation in my eyes, but I probably just looked like a crazy person and the wild banshee dogs are in the backseat just barking at the people and I'm trying to mouth like help me. And it's just coming out like, I mean, it was, it was terrifying. I didn't know if I was having a seizure, but I knew that I could still think and I I've never had a seizure. I'm, I don't know what what that actually feels like, but I'm like, am I having a stroke? Am I having a heart attack? This lasts for about 10 minutes to where I'm, I'm there. I'm panicking. I can't catch. I'm not even thinking about, you know, my, my breath or anything like that. I just, I feel like I'm dying. And as time goes on, it starts to loosen up a little bit. It starts to let up. And I managed to um, be able to get my phone and, you know, try calling the ex that, you know, we've broken up. And he's probably super happy that I'm out of his hair because I am a mess during this time. Um, so he doesn't answer, of course. So I call um, my friend and just kind of talk to her about what's going on. And she's Googling the symptoms and, you know, just trying to talk me through it. And um, I call my mom. And I call my mom and just kind of talk to her for a bit. Oh, I can even feel a little tingle as I talk about it. That's crazy. Um, so yeah, I talked to my mom and she wants to come and get me there, but it's still pretty far. So I tell her I'm going to try again. I'm going to get, you know, to the halfway mark at least. And then, you know, you guys come and meet me. And so, um, I did that. I drove, I drove another hour, hour and a half. I'm not quite sure. And I, um, I pull off at a gas station cause I'm just starting to feel a little tingly again, but it didn't happen again this time. So I get, I get to somewhere outside Barstow and then wait for my mom and my stepdad. And so they come and one drives my car and then I, you know, ride with the other and 
you know, my mom made me put my hands up in the air to see if I had had a stroke. You know, they're just going through the checklist because we're completely uneducated and inexperienced in whatever this was. Um, So we get back to my mom's house and keep in mind that I'm also a functioning drinker at this time, heavy drinker. And so um, I hadn't had anything to drink that day. And I also wasn't physically dependent on alcohol yet. Um, So I thought, and so I was, you know, in bad shape by the time, you know, by the evening and getting to my mom's place in California. So despite alcohol, probably not being what you would think would be a good idea as if a functioning, you know, alcoholic, it was a good idea to get me something to drink um, just to calm my nerves um, because I didn't have any other tools or skills, right? So um, I do call the number on the back of my insurance card and I do get to talk to a nurse and I'm asking, you know, do I need to go to the hospital? And she says, it sounds like you had a severe panic attack. So it's like an anxiety attack on steroids. And she said, you know, just talks me through what I should do if it happens again. Um, but unfortunately, the fear of having another one can induce another one. So that little seed was planted in my mind, like, oh, if I'm worried about having one, I can bring one on. That's great. Which is something that I do talk to you guys about often, that we have that power to create. And um I did, in fact, create that reality for myself um, for for several years afterward. So that was the first um, panic attack. It didn't happen again while I was on that trip. On the way home, I was on the phone with a friend wherever I had cell phone service, just talking out all the mess um, that was my life at that time. But I did not have another panic attack until a little bit later. Um, so as far as just anxiety in general goes, um, if you've listened to episode one of this podcast, then you are familiar with this. But when I was, uh, I was, I think 13 years old, 12 or 13, I actually was hospitalized. I did go inpatient for severe depression and anxiety. I had uh, suicidal ideation. Um, I was a danger to myself. And so I did, I did go to inpatient treatment for that. I was medicated. Um, you know, there was a chemical imbalance going on. There was just, I needed outside help. And, um, so that was, that was what worked then because I am still here sitting it's like, I'm sitting here talking to you. So, you know, I didn't, I didn't end things there, but there have been points in my life where things have been so extreme that I did need outside intervention, um, to help, to help me human. So, um, blah, blah, blah. So a panic attack versus an anxiety attack. So the difference is the difference is the intensity of the symptoms. Um, so a panic attack is more intense and severe and it feels more physical. Um, it 
panic can start out of nowhere and it finishes quickly, like give or take 10 minutes, whereas anxiety builds and that can last for months or years. So I did pull up this little diagram. And so panic attack symptoms are more intense and can cause a major disruption in your day. It's characterized by four or more of the following symptoms, heart palpitations, heart uh, pounding heart, excessive sweating, trembling or shaking, sensations of shortness of breath, difficulty breathing, feeling of choking, chest pain or discomfort, nausea or dis- abdominal abdominal distress, feeling dizzy, unsteady, lightheaded or faint, feelings of unreality or being detached from oneself, fear of losing control or going crazy, fear of dying, numbness or tingling sensations, chills or hot flashes. So that's four or more of those symptoms in one episode. Like that's the characteristics of a panic attack. Whereas an anxiety attack, anxiety intensifies over a period of time. Stress may reach a level that is overwhelming and feel like an attack. Symptoms of anxiety may include muscle tension, disturbed sleep, difficulty concentrating, fatigue, restlessness, irritability, increased startle response, increased heart rate, shortness of breath, and dizziness. And symptoms may be persistent and very long-lasting. So those are those are the, the differences between the two. And in my experience, anxiety has been something that I just lived with long-term, whereas panic came in fast and hard and was over until the next attack. And you never know when that's going to come. Um I did continue to get panic attacks and it was typically when I was driving. It was almost never when I was just sitting, but it would come about when I was driving. But I noticed that I would be holding my breath. Um, I would be so in my head that I wasn't breathing and that would start that tingling in my hands and then the hyperventilating and then the inability to breathe. So I'm going to just go into unexpected panic for a little bit. Um, from everything that I've read, like the cause is unknown. You, when you talk to a professional, they can like, like they can help you get to the root cause. Um, but that's something that, I mean, you can spitball ideas all day, but a, a professional would be the one that would help you actually get to the root cause of, um, of what you're experiencing. So anxiety is more um, like there can be expected events like a trigger, like, you know, if you have a fear of flying or um, if you're going to a big event where there's going to be big crowds or there's, you know, a meeting with your boss and you're not, you know, that triggers just that unfortunate everyday anxiety. Um, Whereas, you know, panic just kind of, pops up and then leaves as fast as it came. Factors that may contribute to panic may include genetics, mental health, major stress, or just stress in general. Mine were also hangover induced. So when um, I would have a rough night and then wake up really hungover, the chances were pretty good that that following day I was going to have a panic attack. And it was It was pretty regular for a couple of years and really, really terrifying. 
So panic attacks are experiencing physical symptoms of, of anxiety. So it can feel like a heart, heart attack or the inability to breathe. You're feeling faint. You feel like you're dying or you're losing control of your mind. So that's what it is, right? Like that's just kind of a broad description of some symptoms and, you know, my experience, what the difference is between anxiety and panic. So what to do, what to do when you're experiencing a panic attack, when you feel that feeling coming on, the first thing that I had to do was stop what I was doing, especially because it was happening while I was driving. Stop what you're doing. In my case, pull over. So the first thing that I had to do was close my eyes and focus on my breathing. And I would do three, three, three breaths. And I got that from my therapist and that did work for me. So it was closing my eyes and do breathing in for three seconds. Hold for three seconds and then out for three. And doing that repeatedly and that would kind of just help regulate my breathing. And then I also, something that worked for me that may sound silly, I would sing, you are my sunshine. I would go, you are my sunshine. And then do that three because it was just so hard to get my breath under control. So doing the, you are my sunshine and taking the breaths, doing the hold and then doing the release uh, during that just kind of helped me get my mind somewhere else other than what was happening to me. This helps stop the attack. And then also um, just repeating a mantra either out loud or in your head. But I would, I would, I would say it's like, this is going to pass. And now I would say this too shall pass and shifts, um, shifts my focus um, from feeling like this is the end and helps prevent the panic from continuing further. Another mantra is uh, just saying, this is discomfort, not danger. And just saying that over and over, discomfort, not danger. Um, because it feels like your body is under attack. And what it actually is, is intense discomfort. So just saying that to yourself over and over also helps shift that focus. So more on focus so to distract yourself from negative and fearful thoughts, um, you can shift your focus onto your surroundings. So that's choosing one thing in your line of sight, whether it's a tree, whether it's a car, whether it's a picture or a vase or a plant, but focusing on that one thing and then focusing on its color, on its shape, on its size. And that helps calm your mind and kind of relieve you from your panic thoughts about what's happening to your mind and body because you're not just so focused on, oh my gosh, what's happening, but you can just put your focus on something else. Um, so treatment and prevention. My therapist did have me learn and practice relaxation. So I did incorporate meditation, uh, yoga, and guided breath work into like my management routine. and. You know, you can just go on YouTube and look up guided breath work or meditation for beginners or yoga for beginners. And that 
just incorporates relaxation into your routine. So that's not necessarily an in the moment what to do, but more so managing your stress and your anxiety to get yourself on more of an even baseline. So then the highs aren't so high and the lows aren't so low and you have less of a likelihood of dipping into that panic realm. So I do recommend talking to someone about what's worrying you, stressing you, what's eating your lunch, like what's kicking your butt. Um, Cause they can also help identify the underlying, underlying triggers that will uh, bring about those attacks. Therapy, there's better help online. Um, you know, if you have insurance, there's a mental health services number on the back of your insurance card. I highly recommend people utilize that number that, you know, got me the nurse line for this, this first panic attack that got me into detox when I was at the end of my rope. You know, if you have insurance, utilize that. If you don't, you know, just look up how like mental health services, you know, free therapy, look up, you know, better health, better help. That's, you know, online there, online talk therapy. It's also text therapy. And if you don't have access to those things, then definitely just talk to someone that you trust talking through those things, get some out of your head into the world and makes them not such a big and heavy weight that only you are carrying kind of helps you set those things down for a little bit. And you can also look into CBT, cognitive behavioral therapy, and that helps you address unhelpful thoughts, which can lead to panic and anxiety uh, attacks. So there is the, um, there's a 333 method um, for panic. And one is look around and name three things you see. Two is name three sounds that you hear. Two, yeah. And then three is move three parts of your body. So your fingers or your wrists or your ankles. Um, but there's the five, four, three, two, one method for anxiety. And I recommend just getting like a little note card or a little post-it and like keeping this handy because it's pretty hard when you're in the midst of an attack to remember any of these things. But if you have it near you, then it's a good go-to. So one, uh, one, name five things that you can see. Two, name four things that you can touch. Three, three things that you can hear. Name two things that you can smell. And name one thing that you can taste. So five things you can see. Four things you can touch. Three things you can hear. Two things you can smell. And one thing you can taste. And this kind of brings you out of your head and into what's going on around you. It just kind of plants you in your body instead of in the attack. If you're experiencing these things, I, I feel for you because it, it really was a really hard time of my life. I can tell you that I have not had a panic attack in several years. Cutting out alcohol did help limiting my caffeine intake really helped. Um, you know, I was a four rock star a day person for a time. I was also, you know, different narcotic kind of person, you know, for a couple of years. So um, eliminating those things once again helped with my baseline. Um, but sobriety 
really helped cure a lot of that. Not necessarily anxiety. I still get anxiety, but because I maintain a pretty even baseline, I'm able to recognize, oh, this is anxiety. Like what's going on? What am I worried about? I can, you know, start to question what's going on. Whereas the panic, I didn't have a choice but to ride the roller coaster until I got help. I encourage you to uh, utilize the resources that are out there. Get online, you know, get with your doctor, get with a therapist, get with a trusted friend. And, you know, doing the, the breath work really, really helps when you're in the moment. Try to remember the, uh, the mantras that this is discomfort, not danger. This too shall pass. You know, there's, I don't know if I've talked to anyone that, you know, hasn't experienced anxiety or doesn't experience it on a regular basis. So I don't know if I feel like these aren't things that people talk about much, but I feel like it's good to have the conversation about it because it's not something that needs to be like hidden or ashamed of because the majority of us have experienced or are experiencing similar things. Um, It's yeah, it's, it's an unfortunate part of being human. And I don't think that it came out of nowhere. I think that now the conversation is just open. So if, you have experienced or are experiencing this and you don't know who to talk to, feel free to message me, Brandy Kelly on Facebook. We also have the Sober Bartender Facebook group, and that's a great place to kick off a chat or just a dialogue about what you're experiencing or could use some support on. Um, you can find me on Instagram at the Sober Bartender Podcast and then also on YouTube the sober bartender. If you're struggling, I just want you to know that you are going to get through this. What you are experiencing in your world right now will not always be your reality. Look back to just one year ago, your problems and experiences were completely different. Now look back five years ago, and I bet you never imagined that you would be where you are right now. So whatever you're experiencing right now in this moment will not last forever. So please don't give up. Do not give in. Just keep swimming. Just keep going. And I promise you things will get better. I want to thank you guys for listening. If you're enjoying the show, I urge you, please follow, subscribe, like, rate review that helps us get seen by the algorithm that helps carry this message to the people that need to see and hear it and i just appreciate you guys so much this topic came up by somebody reaching out and asking you know for the topic so if there's a topic that you would like to hear discussed on the show or would like more info about please you know drop it drop it on the uh on the facebook group and um Yeah, I thank you guys. I put out new episodes every Wednesday, so um, I will talk to you guys next Wednesday, and I love you, and I appreciate you, and I am so glad that you are alive.